Welcome to the Impact Alumni Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Clifford. I'm the President and CEO of the East Carolina Alumni Association, and I produce this podcast at least monthly. Uh, the podcast exists to provide free and convenient professional development for alumni relations practitioners worldwide, and today I'm excited to talk with Mark Marshall of Benzueli Flessner. Welcome to the show, Mark. Glad to be here, Paul. Let me tell folks a little bit about you. Mark is the managing associate at Bentz Whaley Flessner in the Minneapolis office. With over 20 years of development alumni relations experience, he brings a strong background in major and planned gifts, development operations, alumni relations, annual giving, and campaign strategy to his clients. He has a particular interest in strengthening development teams through coaching and leadership of team members. Uh, as it relates to our podcast, alumni relations has been an inter integral part of Mark's career. He's been a leader in alumni programming at several types of institutions, including K-12, through major university, uh, small college. His career has included uh, time at Marion Catholic High School in Chicago, the University of Minnesota Medical School, and the William Mitchell College of Law. Uh, and he's a firm believer in strengthening constituent engagement. Mark believes that we can strengthen our cases for the profession by ensuring that we methodically impact our institutions. Uh, you may have run into Mark. He's a frequent speaker at CASE, AFP, APRA, and other conferences around the country. He is uh, bachelor's de- has a bachelor's degree from St. Olaf College and his MBA from the University of Phoenix. He is also the author of a new blog called Martial Art of Fundraising. That's uh, Marshall with two L's, artoffundraising.wordpress.com. You can read that blog there. We'll probably t- touch on that a little bit. But welcome to the show, Mark. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Great. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about um, the metrics that matter in in alumni relations. So let me let's just jump right in there and talk about what do you feel are the most effective measurements for successful alumni programs? Well, Paul, you know one of the things that I I, I recall struck me so so strongly was a few years ago the Chronicle of Higher Ed did a survey of college presidents and they asked what the most impactful thing that alumni could do for, for their colleges. And the number one answer was, was obviously give money. But what struck me was there's so much that's tied to that. So part of that is I, I really think we need to be looking at um, some, some real key pieces. We used to really think membership used to be an easy one. That was a gauge to tell if people were connected. Uh, but a few things have happened to that. Um, the first is that people stopped joining things. Everything from... Uh, Social clubs to uh, 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 fraternal organizations, people don't belong to things the way they, they used to. Uh, not all the key influencers, um, donors, um, key volunteers were the ones that joined our alumni associations. Some were. Some of those are great volunteers. Uh, and, and the last piece was that development programs wanted to communicate with everyone, and we ended up competing with ourselves. So we ended up needing to look for what are some other options. Um, and the first one that came up was obviously U.S. News and World Report came up with the alumni participation score. But what I'd like to propose is that the one we should be really paying attention to is one called alumni engagement or involvement. That is, how many of our alumni have we actively engaged during a given year? Uh, are we able to tell that? And does this mean that? Um, and this doesn't mean just counting total attendance at our events. But if we looked at our alumni database. How many unique alumni 
Have we actively engaged with their alma mater during the course of a year through an event or program of the college? Well, talk talk a little bit about that. Um, you seem to to differentiate between uh, the word program and event participation, and I don't know that uh, that that is. I think that's a new way of thinking. Um, I think people use program and inter- and event interchangeably, but talk about um, how you differentiate the two. Well, one of the things that I've found over time is that people have become unintentionally parochial or, or local in their thinking. Right. Um, we'll suddenly start treating people, if you can come to our campus, we're willing to engage you. I can't tell you how many times I find a, a, either a donor recognition program or an alumni program that revolves around coming back to campus, which works well for some institutions if people live within a certain distance. But some of our more influential alumni may have packed up and actually left and moved elsewhere in the country or the world. So we should be thinking about programs that do involve events on occasion, but also involve ways to engage. And one of those, for example, um, online online alumni mentoring or a career network. Uh, are there ways that alumni can engage remotely, um, either, either online or with other alums or with students, without coming back to our campus? And they may not be through events. Uh, so we don't have to have a body show up, but we need to have active engagement by the alums. That's, I think that's an important thing to point out. You know, in a previous, uh, episode of the Impact Alumni podcast, Rob Schoss was a guest and, and he made the argument that, um, conducting, uh, market research or conducting surveys or asking alumni, uh, their opinion or for their advice is a great way to engage alumni. He said, you know, um, you can have an event and a and hundred people can show up or, you know, you could do a survey and 2,400 people respond to it. Um, which has a better, uh, which, which is a better level of engagement? Uh, the argument he makes is that the survey, because not only are you getting valuable feedback, but you're making alumni feel like their feedback is valued and important to the institution. Absolutely. And I, w- I would take the survey piece one step farther. One of the first thing I ask, first things I ask clients is tell me about your alumni base. What's it look like? Not just in terms of raw numbers, but how are they distributed? How are they distributed? One institution I worked at, the, um, the classes had gotten vastly larger in the last 15 years. So almost 40% of the alumni population had graduated in the last 10 or 15 years. It would tilt our alumni programming what we should be doing. Uh, Equally, um, one of the challenges, I'm always intrigued with that group of alumni. If we think about our surveys, the people who tend to respond to our surveys are the people we have active email addresses for or are actively engaged. Um, One of the things we should think about our surveying is how we engage those people who don't don't give, who don't participate, who don't volunteer. Um, That's how we really get our full market penetration is by reaching out to those people. If, if we only survey people who come into our shop, it, it's hard to know why people don't come into our shop. That's, a, that's an excellent point. Uh, and, and it's often, you know, a difficult market to tap into because obviously, um, if, if you want to call them the non-responders, they're not going to respond to anything. So right. um, being creative and, and engaging them to at least tell you why they don't want to engage with you Um 
I think is uh, is important for alumni offices to at least make that attempt to do. I know when we went through our strategic planning process, we intentionally sought out um, members for our strategic planning committee that have not been involved. Just to ask that very question, you're not involved. What are the reasons? What are the barriers? And what can we do to take some of those barriers down? Absolutely. And those are the people, um, you don't have to interview all of them, but you certainly, if you get if you proactively seek out some of those people, you're going to hear different things from them about why they choose not to be involved. And sometimes it's as simple as personality. I know people who have loved their alma maters and just they don't like to come to events. They're not going to do certain things. But there's other people that they've chosen not to be involved because maybe we haven't reached them at the right level. Maybe the only things our institution does is around sports or is only around the arts or is only in geographic locations that, that are not convenient for them. Those are some of the answers we should be seeking to find out when we do surveys. So it's really tapping into and finding out the comfort level of various alumni and then trying to, to program towards that. Absolutely, and, it's, and ultimately what this number should give us, if you looked at two numbers to be healthy, is alumni giving is actually an important piece because it's a call to action. It's people stepping forward and saying, yes, I will do something proactive for my institution. But alumni, particip- alumni engagement or involvement, is about they're both about market penetration. How much of our alumni market are we reaching? And as our numbers have gotten bigger, it's really important that, the, that our number of engagement grows with that. And it's one of the reasons why I really stress to people the issue of alumni engagement or involvement. I know an institution who have uh, who has about a hundred thousand alumni. It's a, it's a big number, and sometimes we try and use the wrong methodology with too big a groups. Um, you can't have enough picnics or class gatherings to engage a hundred thousand alumni and make a meaningful dent. Um, one of the things I'll often do is say, if, if if people are tracking their alumni well in a system. Look at the, look at the percentage of participation or engagement that you've had over the course of the year, and sometimes people are a little surprised to find out how few, what a small percentage of alumni they've actually engaged that year. Yeah, that's a that's an important practice to to participate in. You're listening to the Impact Alumni podcast, and we're talking with Mark Marshall. Mark is the managing associate at Benswilly Flessner in the Minneapolis office. Mark, let me let me talk. Um, you know, I have conversations with colleagues, and a conversation that really sticks out in my mind is one I've had uh, last year with Andy Shamlin. Uh, our listeners may know Andy from his blog at alumnifutures.com, but. Andy, Andy talks about the difference between um, counting and true measurement and assessment. Uh, talk a little bit about the difference there, because I think the, for the throughout the history of alumni relations programs, there has been a resistance to put um, any data or any numbers. Uh, to try to measure the the value of our program, um, and now now recently, and I say recently, meaning over the past twenty years, um, we've started to take some of those initial steps of at least counting uh, counting number of emails you send, number of event participants, but we still have to take it that one step further where you take the the counting and use that number to show um, true value or true impact on the institution. Talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah, I, you know, I think one one of the things that I, that I like when when I'm thinking about the alumni engagement piece is I really like to think of it as a it, it requires activity on their part, not not our part. I think when we look at email, um, which is important, um, email um, uh, alumni magazines, which are unfortunately getting fewer and fewer in between them, um, they're important. But it, it's passive on the acti- on, on the part of the donor or the alumni uh, or the alum, and we want proactive activity on their part. That it, it required them to actually do something. So my alma mater, I think, has done a nice job of doing things like um, putting me in touch with students uh, to, in terms of career mentoring. Um, it, it requires me to actually say yes, I will be involved. Where. Um, where if, if it's just about receiving stuff, it's, it's somewhat difficult um, to have that count. When we have proactive engagement, we know we know individuals made an active choice to, to be involved. Um, so one, and one of the pieces is we also want to check one of the gauges to say, are we helping move the ball on, on, on giving? Is a great way for alumni programs to, to help add value to what they're doing. A lot of... Um, Tom, Tom Friedman from the New York Times a few well, a year ago published an article that said that we would be in a declining state of of state support for programs. Right. And I think that's really born true for um, we're having to justify everything at, at our public universities in particular. But even our privates are having to do that same thing. And so this is a chance to say, are the people who are showing up and being engaged with our alumni programs, are they also moving towards giving? Absolutely. Is that is that work? It should work both ways. Our our donors should be more involved as volunteers, and our volunteers should be more involved as donors. So uh, you you also have a vast experience in in development and and working with fundraising programs. Um, talk a little bit about some of the correlation between um, the metrics that matter in alumni relations, like alumni engagement, right. and how they compare to those that exist for development staff. You would find um, this. This arrived at development first, uh, you know, and I think part of it was salaries in the development world grew a little faster than they did in the alumni programs. But they they grew because we had a higher degree of accountability, and you had uh, board members at, at the board of trustee level saying, "What are we getting out of the results? Can we apply a sales model?" And so people were expected to do things like number of visits per month. Um, I think number of visits, face-to-face contact with alumni is critical. How can we be programming for our alums? How can we understand our alumni base if we're not actively out there talking to them? Um, I graduated from college over 20 years ago, and I know I, I, I'm not sure I knew what was cool when I was when I was 24. <laughs> but um, and I, I certainly don't know what what I think what a 24 year old thinks is cool now, not without talking to them. So our, our alumni professionals should be out the door doing X number of visits per month. Um, what that X is will depend on where, where they're located, where they're situated. Um, how far are we reaching into our markets? Um, we, we shouldn't just visit our own classmates. But are we talking to a broad, a broad mix of alumni who were athletes, who were art majors, who were, are in their 60s and who are in their 20s? Um, so, so reaching out. Um, number of contacts is important. Um, uh, other other key factors might be how many volu- new volunteers have you recruited on a regular basis, 
And I, I actually like to see a small percentage of alumni professionals' job performance be tied to, to, the, to the annual fund. Uh, and equally, the, the, devel- the development professionals should have a responsibility for making sure we get new, new volunteers involved in alumni programming. And so that, that leads right into my next question. You know, one of the things that, um, that I reinforce on the podcast, and you may have heard me hear it if you've listened to past episodes, is um, the alumni relations officer's role as a fundraiser. Um, those of us who are those folks out there who deny that they have any role in fundraising, um, which is a, which is a an old school way of thinking about alumni relations, you know the whole friend raiser versus fundraiser. Um, I think that's a that's a line of thinking that is that is out the door, um, and that fu- alumni relations um, officers that are successful are those that see themselves as an integral part of the fundraising process. Uh, talk talk a little bit about um, alumni relations and, and the role that we have in fundraising. If 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 one the the number one number that we use when we talk about a major gifts officer or your vice president for development, whoever that is, um, is usually they can manage about 150 prospects. So if you have 15,000, 10,000, or 20,000, 50,000 alumni, however, take your number of major gift staff and multiply that number times 150. And whatever's left out of that number, which is often in the tens of thousands, Right. The primary relationship manager for those people are the alumni relations program and the annual giving program. That's a pretty important role in the future of that institution. Absolutely. It's uh I, I describe it as the top of the funnel. You know, if you think about um where most of your alumni are in terms of in terms of their capacity give or to the their capacity to give or their readiness to give, they're probably in the bigger part of that funnel, which is where alumni relations and the annual fund reside. And as you move further down towards the the smaller hole in the funnel is where the the development officers and major gift officers reside. Absolutely, in, in you, but the masses of people are being being managed by the alumni program, and it's an important role. And that's by using things like prospect management that's tied together. So you really build a partner in in, in your development program. Um, the development programs can be the number one advocate to make sure the alumni programs are funded well. Um, they also need to make sure we have integrated programs. Um, are we getting are people coming to events or being involved in our programs and choosing to give is a great way for, for us to show that our programs had, have value because we're also case stating. We're also making the case for our institution and its value at those at those events and through those programs. Excellent, excellent point. So uh, as we wrap up here, and we're talking with Mark Marshall, uh, Managing Associate at Ben Swaley Flessner. Uh, Mark, talk about... Uh, you've been you've been at this uh, a while now. Talk about some of the uh, how you see institutions making the case for alumni relations, or I guess said a different way, which alumni offices are the best at doing what we're talking about here today. Uh, the best are ones who really have an integrated plan with the, with, with their development programs. They, they they accept certain key roles that are critical to managing those relationships with their alumni. And what you do is you save resources, and you have people respect the partnership 
um, that's very powerful that alumni programming and, and activity can bring to support of the institution. And, and they do it by making sure we're engaging broad-based um, broad-based numbers of our alumni throughout the spectrum. If we looked at our whole alumni spectrum, have we engaged enough and are we moving them to action from being volunteers to being donors to having ownership of our institutions? And um, the, again, think about integrated systems. Think about having metrics that are integrated between the two offices if they're completely separate. And on occasion, they share staff um, so we don't duplicate services. Well, Mark, I, I want to thank you for joining us on the Impact Alumni Podcast today. If you want to get in touch with Mark or read more uh, about the work that he's doing, he's the author of a new blog called Martial Art of Fundraising. Uh, that's martialartoffundraising.wordpress.com. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Impact Alumni Podcast. You can send us feedback and connect to the show. You can visit our website at alumnipodcast.com. Uh, for other episodes of the show, you can send me email at paul.clifford at alumnipodcast.com to suggest new show ideas or to give us feedback on what you think about the show. You can also follow the show or become a fan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Get involved in the conversation on one of these social media sites. Send me a tweet at at alumni. Thanks for joining us today, and I look forward to talking with you on an upcoming episode of the Impact Alumni Podcast. So long.